0: Welcome to this bonus episode of Talk Commerce featuring Kaelin Jordan and Brent Peterson. I'm aptly calling this The Kaelin and Brent Show. This is the full recording of the episode that I did with Kaelin that was about employee happiness. This includes such great conversations around It's a Joke, How to Pronounce Espresso, Of course, our sponsor, Cricket Protein. We listen to Kalen doing some swearing. Then Kalen reverses the table and starts to ask me all kinds of questions about exercising, which leads us to running, swimming, biking, skateboarding, and more. If you've seen the video version, you will see Kalen in his muscle shirt, which also stirred up some great conversations on Twitter. We learn a little bit about Kalen's week-long surfing lessons and his three months in Costa Rica and then close it out with a love poem that Brent reads out loud along with some of our favorite science fiction books. Enjoy this episode, this bonus episode of The Kalen and Brent Show. Hopefully more to come. This episode of Talk Commerce is brought to you by Cricket Protein Bars. Crickets are one of the most common insects people consume. Insects like crickets are rich in nutrients, especially protein, and more sustainable than any other protein source such as Wagyu steaks or Costco hot dogs. Go to talkcommerce.com forward slash cricket protein to learn more. This week's cricket tip, try substituting crickets especially fried crickets for peanut butter for anyone with a nut allergy i can guarantee when they open up their sandwich and take their first bite they're going to thank you crickets they're what's for snacks what
1: are you doing i'm hanging in there man you're looking fit in. as a fiddle thanks dude i uh, sun's out guns out you know what i'm saying wow i could tell <laughs>
0: Those are some that's, good sized guns you got, and you're in Texas. That, those are the rule. I don't make the rules. You moved from California to Texas because of your arms, so you could be legal.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you in know, Minnesota. This... We don't have Look like at... yeah, yeah. Those are street legal. Those are street legal in Minnesota, but yeah, I might run into some run into some snags. How are you doing, man? What's the heck? Where are you? Hawaii, Minnesota. I'm in Minneapolis. Minneapolis, okay. Yeah, as they say, as
0: you try to board a plane somewhere. I don't get. I don't get. I don't. Never mind. It's a
1: joke. (laughs) Just ignore me for a while, dude. If we ever do our own podcast, never mind. It's a joke. That's the whole podcast. Oh yeah, there you go. How good is that? Yes. Sponsored by somebody funny. We'll figure it out. A cricket protein bars. I, there you I, go. My whole goal in life is to have a podcast with a cricket protein bar as a sponsor. Yeah,
0: and those I are, don't know I, why. And, and those are actual crickets, right? That use the protein from actually grinding yeah. up the cricket powder. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's yeah, gluten free. You know is it? Yeah, that makes sense. There's no gluten in crickets, right? Unless yeah, they've just,
1: just eaten some fresh grain. True. I'm actually, by the way, I'm using a gluten free microphone right now. I don't know. I if can tell. It looks great. Yeah. No, yeah, it's mine cool is a free. paleo microphone. Okay. It's non GMO as well. It is no. non GMO.
0: My microphone was built or was grown in fields in North Dakota that had GMO products next to it. They blew the extra mic bits of microphone blew into the field and uh, contaminated. Is, it, And that's why geez. I have my
1: stand, which is blue
0: and my microphone, which is, I believe a zoom.
1: Is that a GMO adjacent microphone? Because mm. I can't do this. I know. Sorry about that. I can't have you on this esteemed podcast with that kind of a setup. That's absurd. It is.
0: (sighs) I agree with you 100%. It's disgusting.
1: Let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is the gigantic Big Commerce Partner Award behind you. It's. Okay, it's actually not an award. It's just that we're a partner with Big Commerce now
0: because I'm on all kinds of Big Commerce calls, and they got sick of seeing the Magento stuff ah, in the background. We the did, truth in fact, get out. we did get an award in in twenty twenty one for from Big Commerce, but it was during the pandemic, and they never shipped them out. <laughs> I'm going to call them out right now on this podcast that never got our award. That's rough. The old so
1: that, that they did send me that in, in that's place That's the, the old partner award trickaroo. That's the oldest trick in the partner book. We're going to go heavily branding here. What I like that. What is that? What is that hat that you got on there? I should have one of those in here. It's nearby. called a Hufa. it! Yeah, yeah. If I would have had that in yeah, your no, I got to take cool. it
0: off. Cause it it'll look like a little kid with a hat on.
1: Yeah. That's the problem with hats. They can tend to do that. Unfortunately.
0: All right. What we're talking about some
1: fun stuff today, You have some oh, really man. good have topics, all sorts of topics, all sorts of fun stuff. We're going to go all over the map. What you, is the name of your podcast this week or is it a video? Uh, series? We're figuring it out as we go. We're figuring it out as we go and it will be <laughs> revealed at the proper
0: time, but I'm going to, we I, are in the, we were, we are going to remix and it is also going to be a bonus episode on talk commerce. Perfect. Fantastic. Fantastic. So we're, we'll see. It'll be competing and what we should release it together. Same week, same Apple podcast stream. You're going to
1: compete with my own podcast. All I can do is try to keep
0: up. I can try to keep up. With Um, that
1: non-GMO microphone? Yes. But I do feel
0: like on my stream, I'm going to put a bunch of beeps in, just to cover up your swearing. Oh, okay.
1: Son of a burp. Yep. Burpity burp. Yeah, I do swear a lot these days. Just not on podcasts. You're in Texas. You have to. It's a lot. It's a lot to swear about, including employee culture and happiness, which is one of my favorite topics. Really? Okay. It really is. I'm big on employee culture and happiness. I'm surprised that you're surprised. You sounded like you were surprised by that, which I don't don't particularly appreciate. Because I'm not surprised. that's That's my whole life. That's your whole shtick. I have a handbook. Have you read my handbook on employee culture and happiness? No, no, we should read it right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't have it. Could be like an audiobook. Yeah. One of these days it'll be an audiobook. No, but that was something you wanted to talk about was employee culture and happiness. So Yeah,
0: I think in today's age when well, we're here in Minnesota, the unemployment rate is 2% or something like that. It's oh, crazy, wow. like crazy low. Yeah. As an employer, you have to go the extra mile to retain your employees, right?
1: You have no choice. So is this just a pragmatic is just just a pragmatic thing? Listen, if the if the unemployment rate were higher, we wouldn't care about this at all, but because it's so low, we got to bite the bullet and be nice to people.
0: <laughs> is this- that is a great that is a great way to look at it. I will answer that in full transparency that that you should not take unemployment rate into account, and the reason is, what does it cost to rehire the next person? The two percent is a hard wall for an employer to get over because there's simply not anybody you can hire, right? Yeah. Let's just say it's ten percent. You get really sloppy in your hiring. You're like, oh, we'll hire people and blah blah blah. And if they leave, who cares? Just because we can hire more people. Yeah. But does that mean because you've hired somebody new, that person is going to just hit the ground running like even in the programming world developers could be the only one of the developers theoretically could be the fastest onboarding person you could have because hopefully your projects is detailed well and they can come in
1: and they just look at the requirements they're already qualified Mm -hmm.
0: they could start working right away
1: there's still going to be a week or two of point them at some tasks and have them like jump right in in theory
0: yeah theoretically they're gonna have to learn a little bit but let's just say you have two weeks or a month to get them up and Mm. running okay but let's just say in the u.s developers make whatever we will use a round number hundred grand a year what does that then cost you that one that's eight thousand dollars that you have to pay that one month of trying to get everybody up and running onboarding all those other things
1: Yeah. So a lot of money.
0: I think that that 2% unemployment rate is a wake up call to employers who haven't been big on employee culture and should be working on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. No. And and yeah, I was just kidding. It's easy for me to be to joke about these things because I don't have any employees. And then I, and then I give you a heart. you actually have responsibilities over there. So I'm busting your chops but um, it is a,
0: I appreciate that question. And I believe that is a completely fair question to ask any employer.
1: I think it's a factor for sure. It doesn't change like what's the right thing to do, but it is a factor. But what are, so you've been in the working world for a long time since the dawn. So what are some things that are top of mind for you as far as like, in, Employee culture, people think, happy.
0: I think that time off is certainly a, a big one. Having well planned and thought out, like for a developer, right? Mm-hmm. A developer wants to have a project manager that is going to help them be better developers. They're, they don't want help technically, but they need help
1: or or they just organizing. want things to be organized. They just right. want like requirements not to change, things to be straight. Like, tell me what I need to do. I can do it. It's not going to change sixteen times. And then I can get it done.
0: Yeah, they want them to run interference. They don't want the client talking to them directly. Yeah, they hopefully the project manager can handle all that. So yeah, from a from an employee stamp happiness standpoint, we want to encourage that and support that. Yeah. all those pieces as you come down the whole pipeline yeah. of getting work done.
1: That's really good, actually, because there's so many different. You could talk about benefits and perks, but I really think the core of what. A developer cares about exactly that. Make the work itself clean to whatever extent. In the real world, things are going to change. Things are going to be – requirements are going to be fuzzy and stuff like that. But as much as possible, make the process of getting work done, the project management structure, like, straightforward I think also probably you want to work on challenging stuff, interesting stuff too. That's also obviously going to be a big component. But like the work itself, make the work, improve the work itself as opposed to all the things around it that are important, are nice nice to haves, but they're not really the core of what your job is about.
0: Yeah, this actually this whole discussion would be better for a panel if we had uh, say four or five employers that like to just talk about what is it that they... Or even employees like are just a uh, regular developers. No developers are regular. They're all extraordinary. Find four extraordinary developers, which are every developer and ask them what makes them happy. You're probably gonna get four different answers, right? Some of them wanna get paid, some of them would like lots of time off, some of them like flexibility in their schedule. Those yeah, all kinds it's of things. Vary. It's gonna, yeah, it, it it's, is gonna be varied. It's a complicated, it is a complicated task, but that culture that any company embodies would have people that have been there for a long amount of time, and they would be the ones driving this culture, the ones that mm-hmm. like the culture, so maybe it is about time off or flexibility, those mm-hmm. are the ones that are going to stick around. And if somebody doesn't care about some of those other things, and all they want to do is make the biggest money, then that's where you see developers jumping from-
1: Jumping around. You know,
0: agency. And again, I don't want to make it sound too general, like not it just because somebody goes from one agency to the other because they make more money doesn't mean they're jumping because of the money. There's all kinds mm-hmm. of reasons. I don't want to generalize it, but it's just an example of the different parts of that, that encompass that whole idea of employee happiness.
1: I think of the dev teams that felt to have the strongest are where there's this combination of you enjoy working with your peers, you respect them, they help you and also challenge you. So if you have a problem, you can get feedback, get help, get support. The work is interesting. You have high level of autonomy or, or ownership of what you're doing. There's not a lot of red tape and nonsense and, and then you get paid. Well, that's all those things, right? Yeah. But you're an employee, right? Are you technically an employee? Yes, I am. Are you, are you happy? Are you, that's good.
0: Yeah. I think part of that is autonomy. You want to give people a degree of autonomy to, to be able, you want to give them space to make some of their own decisions. Yeah,
1: that's huge. Yeah.
0: I think one thing that's always important is knowing what is that space and then what is how does creativity go into that space? As an employer, you want to recognize that people need some of that space, right? They, and they and if you're demanding so much time out of it, what is an acceptable amount of time to for either create creative growth or personal growth or educational growth?
1: Yeah, because like I I remember this one dev team I was on and we were working on a new project. It was interesting, it was fun, it was exciting, and then certain people were building certain components of it and when you talk about like creativity and stuff, like they were taking some very creative approaches to the architecture of how to build this thing. And we would talk about it and be like, Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna work like this and it's gonna be super extensible and it'll the code's gonna be so clean, it's gonna be and you could tell they were super excited about it from like a creativity standpoint, and it sounded cool, it sounded great. But then a day turns into a week turns into two weeks and it's like the thing isn't getting done. And it's like, oh yeah. And they show, show you all the stuff and then they have a good explanation for why it's not done. It's, oh, I got to do this and then I got done, I got to refactor it. And they're all good reasons. And then sometimes people just get caught in like a loop of things can be complicated. And so that's the flip side of it is if you're too creative, like you got to get stuff done. Like <laughs> you got to get things out the door.
0: Yeah. there's a In the development world, there's always a push and pull bef- between the developer who is a perfectionist. And the developer who's just a get stuff done developer and I, i in a past life i liked i did development work i would never say i was a developer a very good one anyways and i was a get stuff done person because especially if you're a single contractor or you are the only person accountable to that customer and so you're just trying to get as much stuff done as you possibly can i think another good role for a project manager is to it be that person who can say this task actually takes this long and to do it right it's going to take that long and the mm-hmm. only way to get around doing it right is doing it wrong say right? the only Taking way to sh- get around <laughs> if you the only way that not do it right is to not do it you can say it in so many words but if you want it done faster you're going to have to take some shortcuts and chances are it's not going to be right like you're not going to write your unit tests or you're not right. going to do qa on it or you're going to skip over a bunch of functions that
1: or whatever it is there's just yeah. things you can
0: do to cut corners
1: yeah yeah and yeah and that's yeah and then that's the problem like i'm a get stuff i'm a get stuff done developer and i can move pretty quickly but i'm not like the perfectionist and then the downside to that of course is that down the road you realize there's technical debt there's there's limitations to what you built that really can start to compound over time and i really i really should have taken a little extra time and done it done it the first but there's really no such thing as doing it you want to do it as as best as you can and then improve on that and that and this is why somebody that's been coding for 10 years is so much more efficient somebody's been doing it for a year because they've gone through enough of those cycles that they can see the problems ahead of them and then fix them from the get go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, so you had some other topics you wanted to go I did have some other topics. topics. Let's, 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 go, let's
1: jump into them. Let's talk about exercise, man. Cause you're a big exercise guy. And what have you been doing to exercise? What's your, what's, what do you do, man? You do a lot of stuff. You do uh, cross country skiing. You do all sorts of stuff. What's like, What's your latest deal?
0: My goal is not to do cross-country skiing because I'm very tired of the cold weather. Although I do enjoy it when I do it. Yeah. And it is super fun. Yeah. But it's also cold enough to walk on a lake. Yeah. And in order for the ice to be thick enough for you to walk on, it has to be cold for a sustained amount of time. Wait, Just The opposite oh. of being 100 degrees for 13 days in Austin is the opposite uh-huh. of that, is to be below freezing for a month. So the lake is a foot thick anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So right now I'm running and I'm biking and I'm swimming. I'm doing a little yoga. Oh, nice. When did you start the yoga? I had a pretty significant injury back in February that sidelined me. Oh, uh, no. For my running. And I think stretching is one of those things that I just have to do. And so yoga has been a good thing. I was doing it every day, but I've cut it down to a couple times a day just for flexibility as a runner you're you become very inflexible yeah oh do you do the same thing all the time so your hips are super Uh, tight and uh interesting how did you injure yourself running on the ice If you can think about and i'm writing an article about it right now really detail my injury there's a icelandic horse that that has very tiny little steps you lots of tiny steps, right? Lots of cadence, you call it. When we run in Minnesota because we're running on snow and ice and you change the way you run and oh, okay. that then changes like smaller what, what, steps, the thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not a bad thing, but if you go from running in a warm place, I'm not embarrassed to say that I spent most of my November and December in Hawaii, which was warm. Nice. And I came back at Christmas and Went immediately to Fargo, and it was like go from eighty degrees to minus ten, and go running. And I was yeah. in a running streak, so I had to run every day. And I hate running on a treadmill. Uh, Why didn't but you yes. stay out
1: there longer? Why didn't you stay out in Hawaii longer? It, Christmas,
0: we have family. Oh. We, like we oh, celebrate right. some of these holidays, and we right. have family that like right, whatever reason right. they like to have us around. I don't know. Yeah, so I just mean,
1: repeated I, stress, just a repeated yeah, stress thing just, of running in a little bit of a funny way.
0: Yeah, and then I think my body reacts better to cold weather, like the cardiovascular part, so I I feel like I can run a lot harder, and Mm -hmm. I do, and Mm -hmm. it just makes it worse because your muscles are super tight because of the cold Mm -hmm. weather. Anyways, I ended up with a very bad glute injury. I had a running streak going. I had 683 days of running straight before I stopped. Wow. So um, you really wanted to keep that streak going. I really wanted to, and I was on a treadmill (laughs) And I was holding myself up with my arms, oh, just God. trying to let my legs dangle oh, until that one mile I, thing clicked around, and I'm like, "This is so stupid. I'm not really running a mile. I'm barely touching yeah. the treadmill. <laughs> I might as well just call it quits." And oh uh, no! And I got, so I I had to heal. Yeah. So it took a while. I did a lot of stretching, um, a lot of trips to the PT. Oh and, wow! Yeah, I felt I started feeling better, and then immediately because of all the different p- pieces. I have IT band problems and tight, tightness mm-hmm. and IT band. I'm about 99% now. Oh, that's
1: great. How, how long did you have to stop running for? I stopped for about six weeks. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's frustrating when you're doing something and then you have to stop cause that becomes your whole routine and you start to depend on it and stuff. And, and then if you have to stop, it just sucks.
0: Yeah, so now I've started doing open water swimming, and believe it or not, our open water swim club starts June 14th. <laughs> okay. June that's, 14th, that's when the lakes are that's pretty when, much warm enough to swim in. The right. water was still 69 degrees on June 14th. Right. Yeah, that's chilly. By, by August, they're going to be 80
1: because it's so do, hot here in the summer. Do you ever do ice baths or cold I've plunges? I've done ice baths, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I've been wanting to get, I keep hearing about the benefits of, I do sauna and stuff, but I've been, I keep hearing about the benefits of ice baths. So I want to do that, but I got to buy a bag of ice or something like that and just put it in the bathtub (laughs) or something. I think Philip does ice baths. Does it? For a very, really long run. Oh, okay. Yeah. A lot of the people I follow on social media related to gym and workout stuff, talk about them and I got to get that going. Yeah. What were you going to say?
0: Yeah, I was going to tell you my last thing. That you asked me what I'm doing. Oh, I yeah. have one no, more yeah, thing yeah, that I'm yeah. doing. Yeah, was so I'm biking.
1: Then. Okay,
0: so I swim, I bike,
1: and I run. That's what I pretty much do now. On yoga. Nice. And yoga. I did my do first you... triathlon last weekend, and no way. That's your it. first. Tri- your first try, because before it was you were just more pure running, and then now you... for this year. Okay, I did a bunch last year too.
0: Anyways, that's oh, it. Your so first... what are you doing? Tell me what you're doing. No, my no, first no, for no, this no, year, because no, no. it's so cold here. Oh.
1: Okay. It's your first triathlon this year, but you've done triathlons in the past. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. You've done a ton of them. No, I wouldn't
0: say a ton, but I've done You've done a handful. Year. I've done yep. a solid. And one. I'm a terrible swimmer.
1: Yeah. You look like a terrible swimmer. Yes. That's what everybody says too. <laughs> do you, here's, do you, when it comes to exercise, do you do the things because they're beneficial for you or do you just do the stuff? Be- like, have you gotten to the point where you just do it because you enjoy doing it? Like, you do the running because you enjoy running. You don't do it because it helps you to be healthier. Or is it a mix of the two?
0: Yeah, I think I am doing it because I absolutely enjoy it. I'm trying to enjoy swimming more.
1: That Swimming is so boring. I've tried to do the swimming thing, but I can't do it. I just lose my mind. I get yeah. too bored doing it. They have headphones you can wear while you're swimming,
0: but oh. I do mainly open water swimming. So the, in Minnesota here, it's Dude. supported. So there's buoys and they have oh. lifeguards on, on paddle boards. Oh, that's and I, cool. cool. I, I swim with the swim buoy, huh. so I feel pretty safe. And you have a goal. You go 400 yards, come back 400 yards, do a big cool. circle or whatever that's it is. kind of
1: epic. Dude, when I'm in Costa Rica, like surfing, You'll, first of all, like just being on a surfboard and paddling is so tiring and you'll just like, just going from A to B, you'll be exhausted. But then of course you just lay on the surfboard and chill out and you'll see dudes open water swimming in the ocean and you will just see a guy just go out (laughs) as far as you can see, like he's practically out past the horizon just swimming no support <laughs> nothing not even sometimes they don't even have a, a buoy or anything like that i don't know what these people are thinking it's insane
0: but yeah there's people that swim miles and mile i was talking to a guy last night who is in a swim club and he met a lady that is he she there's a swim you can do across the english channel which is like 26 or 30 miles or whatever you get out you stamp your passport and you swim back
1: that's funny So it's like
0: a 50 mile or 60 mile swim. That's funny. That's not going to be me.
1: I'm not going to do that. You're not going to do all that. Let me grab another water real quick. Hold on, I'll be right back.
0: This episode of Kalen Talks is sponsored by Protein Cricket Bars. Protein (laughs) Cricket Bars bring you crickets and protein. In a nice Let, condensed package. Dude, let's start a
1: protein cricket bar brand. How cool would that be? There's probably one that exists but, and we could be the spokesperson. That's true. By the way, I need to install an AC in the garage, <laughs> but <laughs> which is on my to-do list. So if you wonder why I'm sweating like a madman, that's the reason why. I'm, I'm in the basement a and we, we don't have our tell. AC
0: right on. We, our AC's not on right now, but it was on last week and it was like 90... It was 96 here and uh, it was 64 degrees in my basement because all the, oh, that's not all bad.
1: the AC drops. That's not bad. Yeah. You know. But yeah, I, like I feel like on it, like I, I recently got an electric skateboard because it's just, I think it's a lot of fun and I feel like I've been on a path of doing, like doing exercise because you, you have to, you want to get in better shape, you want to get healthier and then gradually you start to find the things you really love to do and then eventually you just do the stuff because you like that's ultimately where you want to get to where you just do the stuff that you love to do and it's not you would do it even if it didn't make it's not about the getting healthier is like the byproduct you know what yeah I mean? I,
0: that... I totally get a high from uh, running mm-hmm. there's nothing more fun than getting up as the sun is rising and having whatever amount of miles in front of you, and just having this little adventure of running around and seeing things. Like when I travel, I always try to do some kind of extended long run, or I'd stay on a Saturday to do my long run. I think we were going to get together. Last spring, I was going to come to Austin for some event, and I had planned on staying an extra day, and that's when I got injured, so... I had to cut that one short, but I had a 20 mile run planned in Austin and I have a route all planned out and I was super excited to Uh, kind
1: of go see
0: the, it's fun to see that I've done the the murals, there's all kinds of paintings and there's a walking tour, eight miles of just running around, looking at all the great paintings on the sides of buildings in Austin. It's a great way to see a city. Yeah. I think it's especially fun. Did I say that right? It's especially because Espe- I said some people
1: say especially. I feel like that's yeah, that. Yeah, and that is you know, the
0: one thing I love to say to my wife is I love to say, "Hey, would you like to get an espresso?" Yeah, she that said, Do You too. mean espresso? And I said, "Oh, no, she corrects
1: espresso." She corrects you. No, that's not cool. Yeah, espresso. That's valid. Yeah, hundred percent valid. No, I'm jealous of people that are into running because it seems like a really cool way to, like you said, see a city. And I've tried to get into it. But I've just never, and like my joints drive me crazy, but I've tried, but that's how I feel about the skateboard now is I want, is it's a fun way to, like I've been exploring different parts of the city where I live in that I hadn't seen before and it's a neat way to get around. Yeah. And it's funny how when you're just driving, you you just go through the same routes that wherever you're going and you never really stop to smell the roses. Or, uh, did you get a to... one one wheel? One of those one wheel skateboards? Or... No, I got a. It's called an evolve. It's like an actual skateboard with four wheels. Huh? I did try the one wheel, and uh, I rented it, and I have a buddy here nearby who's super into them, but I couldn't quite get it. Have you ridden a one wheel before? No, but I have a friend who has one. Okay, they seem really cool, but the problem is that you can also you can fall on them a lot, and they do this nosedive thing. Where, yep, that's exactly yeah. what
0: he just broke his collarbone.
1: Are you for real?
0: Yep, he was going 20 miles an hour, and it just There's something it with the battery. The, the battery
1: dies. It, it's oh my gosh! It, I, you're supposed I to get a warning.
0: Yeah, he put little wheels on the front and the back now, so if it does a nosedive,
1: okay. it can. But I, I still yes. think if
0: you're gonna nosedive and you're gonna dig in, you're just gonna it's gonna yeah
1: yeah you're I not know, gonna recover so, from it. Yeah, it's scary. I watched a ton of videos on that, and I was really nervous about it and stuff like that. Apparently you learn how to feel when that's happening and then you can avoid it. And those things that you, the wheels are called fangs, the wheels that you put on the front and then they make it so that if it does nose dive, it doesn't like hard, hard, dive. It gives you a little bit more space or whatever. But yeah, I was just like, nah. And just riding it, it was just weird. I just more comfortable on the skateboard, but I'm still, I'm super nervous about falling just off the skateboard because they go 15, 20 miles an hour and stuff like that. And And um, do you have a remote that you hold? Because I've seen
0: those electric skateboards and I've seen people holding a remote and they're just
1: cruising. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. Okay. there's There's a little remote. And actually, right after this, I'm going to go to this meetup, and we're gonna I'm going to cruise around with some people. An around, electric skateboard uh, meetup? Yeah, actually, it's a one-wheel biker's meetup. too or not? Oh, it's I a think one wheel any wheel electronic person transportation device, whatever they're called. But but yeah, it's a one-wheel group, and then there's some people with skateboards too. But I'm going to be like the one. I'm going to be like the weird one because everybody else is going to have a one wheel.
0: Susan and I went out and joined a new bike group on, on Wednesday night and nice. there was an A and B in biking. And so we, and there's a 40 mile and a 25 mile. So we joined the slow 25 mile group. And I haven't actually ridden that far this year. And it was an A group for us anyways, but I was so tired. <laughs> that's was a sick.
1: ride. Yeah. That's a 25 miles. That's a ride. For me, at least. If I ride 10 miles, I'm tired. Yeah.
0: You're going like 10 miles an hour, so that's pretty fast. I get (laughs) (laughs) it. You don't even know how fast you're going. I don't know how
1: fast I'm going. I just know you're making uh, fun of me, but I don't exactly know why.
0: So did you take... Let's go. I want to come back to surfing, because I took surfing lessons last year. Did you take lessons in Costa Rica?
1: Yeah. I went to a surf camp for a week, took lessons. Whoa, a week. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, shout out to Witches Rock. And then then I just did it by myself for the rest of that month. And then we've gone back. This is gonna be like our fourth time going there. We were there for three and a half months last year, total. And uh, part, yeah, so we loved it. But that's kind of the thing with the skateboard is that I loved surfing so much. And I was like, we need to move here. I was talking to my wife about it didn't you know then you realize it's a little more complicated than that when you have three kids and stuff even though we homeschool kids have dance they have music they have their friends you can't you got to stay put so yeah i'm
0: just going to put out a little shout out for hawaii because the one thing that a lot of people don't realize about hawaii is mm-hmm. that it is a us state and getting a house there is far easier and than like mexico or costa rica and a, the other thing a, is uh what go ahead Getting a house there is easier. Is that what you said? Yeah, because it's a U.S. state. You can get a mortgage. <laughs> I know you wouldn't need a mortgage, but people oh, that I would need one, me,
1: I would need a mortgage. But it's expensive there. It's crazy. Exp- get, well, it's crazy it, expensive.
0: It is expensive if you go there as a tourist and go out to eat every day. But if you're making your own food and you live in the local, it's not, not that much more expensive. They have a Costco, so. That's all you but need. The houses,
1: are, houses are expensive.
0: The houses are expensive, but they're smaller. You pay the same amount for a house, but it's okay. not going to be like, it's not going to be, what do you have like 12 or 15,000 square feet in Austin? It's You're going to, yeah. you're probably going to have to get for the size of house you have, you're going to have to you yeah. could settle for 2,500 square feet.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. If it's just the two of you and you're getting a small house, it's probably super doable.
0: A big house yeah. in Kona is fifteen hundred square feet. Okay. Yeah. And a big house for millions is gonna be anything over three or four thousand. So, so did in, you do some so you, you did some you can, surfing
1: out you did some surfing out there in Hawaii.
0: Yeah, nice. I only did one day of surf lessons, which yeah. now have hearing that you said a week, that's probably yeah. a really good idea. The mistake yeah. I made and I went with my son was he said paddle back as soon as you can and so we would go out, do our little run, and then we're just, both Gavin and I are just whipping it to get back to the start, and you guys have never had anybody get back as fast as you guys get back, Uh, Uh, but what happened, I wasn't used to that motion, and I uh, ended up bruising one of my ribs between the waves bouncing and me paddling so hard, I bruised a rib.
1: Dude, it's, yeah, it's uh, so painful. I don't know if
0: you've heard of persuasive kids.
1: (laughs) <laughs>
0: I have a very, I have a very persuasive son. He said, yeah, we've got to go buy. let's just go to Costco right now. I know they had surfboards. He's like, he, ca- he talked me into going to Costco. We bought so, two surfboards so you and bought then the every surfboards. single day we got to get out there. We got to get, uh-huh. out there, which only makes your ribs
1: hurt more. <laughs> so you kept going out. I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How, how many times did you go out total? Did you get the hang of it? My son definitely got the hang of it, I would say,
0: because I was in such pain that I never got, re- I was never Dude. relaxed enough that yeah. time, but we were just no. back in May and Susan and I went out and just paddled yeah. around and it was yeah. so much easier once you're
1: comfortable and not in pain. To- yeah, totally. I feel like that first week for me was like, the just balancing on the board was super hard. Like laying down balancing and paddling mm-hmm. for me was like i was just like i was a wreck i was like all over yeah. the place and uh and the rib pain and stuff like that and then your arms right. are so sore it's yeah after that week i feel like i started to get the hang of it but the first so i'm
0: not the only one that gets ripped that's good to know oh I'm man that, i'm glad that you it had all kinds miserable. of rib pain.
1: yeah i had so much and then it's weird how the pain just starts to go away like i think you're, you're, at your, whatever your ribs get conditioned to it. And then, I don't know, you probably figure out your technique a little better too, whatever, but
0: it's fun. You're, you're from California originally. So was that yeah. part of your culture? Mm. Did you Were you a surf kid? No,
1: I didn't grow up near the beach at all, but I was always into skating and rollerblading and stuff like that. And then snowboarding. So I picked it up relatively quickly, but yeah, it was a new, there was a new thing, but. Pretty fun. Pretty fun. Man, are we nice. at our time here? We're almost at our time. There's a couple other things on the list, but I don't know. I feel like we had a solid sesh. Solid yeah. podcasts. So can I, I've i got a good,
0: I've got a, one of my favorite poets. It's yes. called Love Poems for Married People. Oh, wow. This can is I, great. Can I read a poem? Oh, my gosh. As, as we close amazing. it out? Please. All right. Yeah. And I got this book for Susan. So these, this is going to be a this joke. Is, you're setting No, they're real. It's Love up. Poems not, by it's John Kenny. no
1: world in which you're going to read a real poem right now. Poems. Okay. Look at it. it. says poems. You found a poem that's going to somehow be an, a joke one way or another. But proceed. We'll find out after I read
0: it, right? We'll find out. Okay. Really title, of the mo- title of the poem. Ready? Here we go. Are you in the mood? I am. <laughs> Let's put the kids down. Let's have a light dinner, shower, maybe not drink too much and do that thing I would rather do with you than anyone else. Lie in bed together and look at our iPhones. (laughs) That's so dumb. (laughs) It's a real poem.
1: It's a real poem?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. I find all of his poems completely hilarious and- Are they all,
1: they're all funny? Uh, um, you know, if
0: you think that's funny, I think it's hilarious.
1: <laughs> but they're not like sincere love poems. So, what I was is a right. sincere love poems.
0: It's, <laughs> it, I'm this guy has to be Irish because the humor that comes out of it is very Irish.
1: Yeah. I like it. I like it. I'm I've been thinking about actually trying to read some more poetry. I've been trying to read fiction. I can't read fiction though. It's so hard for me to it just goes in one ear and out the other. Versus mostly I've just read like nonfiction books. and I'm reading a fiction book. It's
0: by Colm McDonnell and uh. it's The Dead Man Sins and we'll have to put it in the show notes. It's completely hilarious. He's got all these uh, anyways. Nice. I am reading a fiction book.
1: Sorry, you cut out just a tiny bit. What was that? What was that book? About?
0: It is. It's called Dead Man Sins. It's by Colm. It's C-A-I-M-H. I know it's Irish. Hmm. You should know how to say it because they often say it, but Colm McDonnell. It's okay. On Amazon. C-A-I-M-H. And what's it about? It's a sort of a, it's a detective novel, let's say,
1: but nice. quite a bit of Irish humor in it. Nice. I'm reading The Hobbit with my daughter. Oh, that's a good one. Which is fun. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. She reads it to me and she understands it much better than I do good. She'll sure actually are. test me. She'll be like, she'll test my comprehension. She'll be like, did you understand that part, dad? And I'll be like, <laughs> she'll have to explain it to me.
0: That's good. But, you have to read the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe.
1: Yeah. I think they've read that one. Yeah. yeah they were I'm contemporaries,
0: sure C.S. Lewis right. and J.R.R. Tolkien.
1: Yeah. I think there's a, some science fiction from C.S. Lewis too. I've read a bunch of, when I was in college, I read a bunch of C.S. Lewis's books on Christianity and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. My favorite book is called The Great Divorce.
1: Yeah. I think I read that one. Yeah, it's a good one. It's not yeah. about divorce. Yeah. But anyways, he has some interesting science fiction too. Yeah, absolutely. Brett Peterson, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Where can people find all your content and links
0: and web links? If we're going to put this up, mine will be on talk-commerce.com. Fantastic. And I don't know what we're going to name this episode.
1: We'll figure something out. For That's for darn sure. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. See you next time.
0: Thank you again for listening. My name is Brent Peterson, and it has been a pleasure to be your host today. Please sign up for our newsletter platforms at talk-commerce.com. Rate and subscribe to Talk Commerce wherever you download your podcasts. New shows out every week.